you are Locked On Indians, your daily Cleveland Indians podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everyone. Take seven. Uh, not quite that bad, but near that. I am Jeff Ellis. Welcome to Locked On Indians. Some minor mic problems in the early going, but I am here to talk about the rebrand. Uh, I don't know when we will rebrand, rebrand the podcast. I assume at some point that will happen as well. This will become Locked On Guardians instead of Locked On Indians. I did a Locked On Now on Friday if you want to go see that video. So we're going to talk about the rebrand. Uh, we'll talk about some of the draft signings. Now, I know I did not talk about every single player drafted, so we'll probably every day talk about one or two of these guys that are drafted, signed, and the amount they signed for. Uh, 20 out of 21 picks so far I've signed, and uh, we have money numbers on, like 15 or 16 of those. But let's get to the main story. Locked on Guardians. I've always kind of dug the idea with those guardians of traffic they're really cool looking i like the art deco guardians of of traffic when you enter the city from the bridge uh, it's something as a kid that stood out to me it was fascinating to me speaking of which based on informal polls on facebook and twitter and the like looking at family and friends this name is a huge hit with kids i expect the sales on the merchandise will be very high as just the name and everything else yes uh i don't think it hurts that you know there's guardians of the galaxy and marvel and this rebrand has literally nothing to do with that, but I think it helps with the kids, and it's uh, it's more interesting. Uh, I've been a teacher for a decade plus. I have never seen a child at recess. Uh, I have nieces and nephews I'm always around. I have not seen anyone play Cowboys and Indians ever in the last 20 years. Like just an Indian, The Indian in and of itself is like a, a thing the kids are interested in. It's not there. It's not really a thing anymore. I don't see it. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe my cross-section of living in three different states, um, working with children between the ages of 3 to 16 uh, is incomplete. But I just I don't see that anymore. So the, the appeal to kids, I think, is a big part with this because uh, selling merchandise that is going to a kid's going to want to want is actually a big part of merchandise. That, you know, we, we always think about that this is more something... You know, adults are into sports and this and that. Uh, it sounds like the kids don't like sports, but there's certainly a selling point when it comes to merchandise for children. So in terms of the names, like there's people who just dislike Spider so much. I know I predicted the Blues. That didn't happen. They did not go with the rock and roll tie-in, the former name there. Uh, I know there were a lot of people who liked the idea of the gray socks. There's enough socks in baseball. Uh, spiders. Too many people just really hate spiders. There are... Spiders was the most divisive name in the regards that there were some people who just hated it. Like (laughs) there was nothing else that got as much hate as spiders got in general. So I'm not surprised they they, did. And and honestly, again, like Cy Young played in Cleveland, but he played for the Spiders, which is an entirely different franchise, which is why Cy Young's name is not in the Indians record books at all. It's a different franchise. It's not technically even outside of the fact they both played in Cleveland. It, It would be like the White Sox and the Cubs. You know, it's basically the, the equivalency of that. So the Guardians in and of itself, the, I like the name. I like the idea, you know, it, all the talk through the years about defend the land and this and that. It ties into that, something more current. So the Guardians are very cool. I understand with the logo, they were going with those Art Deco wings, but I, I don't like the logo. That's the one thing where they really lost me. I'm like, 
So it's a baseball sandwich with G's. Like, look at it again. It's a pair of G's, and the baseball is the Meteor sandwich. The new logo is just a sandwich. Go check it out. Once you see it, you can't unsee it. I understand again. Like there were some really cool fan-made ones that were a little more Art Deco-y or a little more like almost like Batman Dark Knight, like 1980s Batman-looking things. And again, why didn't they go with those? Because those would not appeal to kids. And I do think the heart of a lot of these rebrands is the idea of you know catching a new generation, getting kids interested in your product. And then that carrying through like the Indians of the nineties were such a, you know, a popular team due to the, what they did. I mean, it's one of the top five offenses of all time in baseball history. And that grew a whole generation of Indians fans across the country. Uh, you're trying to hope to grab new fans all the time. And again, it's something interesting. It's, and I know the other big complaint I saw, Oh, wasn't it an XFL team? I don't know. I don't care. Like who really watched the XFL? No one. That's why the league is folded twice. Or uh, that's the generic name you get in your uh, video game. Listen, I've played a lot of video games. Guardian is never the generic name. It's something else. Yeah, it's one of the choices in there because it is something. But at the same time, like, the Cleveland Indians were a generic name. And people may get mad about that. But I point out many times, I am from Copley, the Copley Indians. I used to teach at Ritman, the Ritman Indians. These things all look the same. Remember, the name of the Indians is not about Louis Sakalaxius. That is uh, after the fact. That is, you know, uh, why am I blanking on the term for when something isn't true, but they add it. Uh, it's a nice story, but that's not the case. The sports writers were picking a name. The players wanted to be called the Broncos, by the way, uh, before the Naps. The sports writers just picked a name, and essentially the name was just a copy of the Boston Braves. That is the derivation. It had nothing. Uh, everything is apocryphal. That's the word. I was looking for apocryphal. Everything about Louis Sokoloxis is apocryphal that's not where that name came from it's a fun story later on but especially when you look at the era and everything else uh, there's no way that they were going to honor him look at you know what someone like jim thorpe went through uh in a similar timeline i want to say he was around the 1920s let me pause and see if i'm right or wrong so his olympics were in the 12s but he was playing in the 20s so i mean it's up to you if you think i'm right or wrong on that but yeah you know he he suffered uh, a lot of issues because he was Native American, Jim Thorpe, uh, and he was, like I said, exactly in that era that the Indians chose to rebrand to become the Cleveland Indians. So the, the Sukalaxis tale, there's just no way. That's It was never, that is, again, it's apocryphal. It's It'd be nice if it was the case, but it wasn't. Uh, it, my bigger question, honestly, is, you know, if they had partnered with local tribes, if it was more specific and less just Indian, would they have been able, like how, I didn't know Florida State like works with the Seminole Nation and that's why Florida State keeps the Seminoles. Like they have worked very close with the Seminole Nation. That was an interesting thing to find out about. Very cool. And then I think the bigger question is if, if there was never a Chief Wahoo, could the Indians, would the Indians have rebranded? I, I think you can debate that point. I think Wahoo in and of himself, I'm sorry, there's no way to defend it. I mean, just go look at some of the the stuff that was used in like, you know, um, I, I don't want to get myself in trouble, but you look at some of the, you know, the Sambo advertising of like the 1920s and you compare the facial structure and the oversized features of the, that type of thing compared to the, and yes, Chief Wahoo is a toned down. You go look at the, the Chief Wahoo from 46 to 50 it is an entirely different Wahoo. That's even worse. But 
Uh, there's still some negatives to that, and you had to move on. I'm sorry if you're listening, and if you're the person who gave me five stars but complained about my wokeness, I'm sorry, but again, thank you for the five stars. Um, Wahoo, it was just best to move on. But if there was never a Wahoo, I don't know if they have to do a full rebrand, or I wonder if there's a way to go about it. And, you know, the other core of it, like I said, is just the wonder if they could have partnered with a tribe and figured something out, partnered with some of the, I mean, this area still has local tribes and peoples if there was a way to uh, to work on this sooner. But the third kind of question is, did the ownership group even really want to hold on? Again, uh, Indian is kind of one of those things where we talk about, you know, the Atlanta Braves, we're the Boston Braves, uh, we're many things. You can go through the line there. We talk about, you know, the Washington football team, Kansas City Chiefs, talk about the Florida Seminoles. Indian is as a mascot ubiquitous. It's, you know, the Red Hawks of Miami were not the Red Hawks. The Red Storm of St. John's were not the Red Storm. Those are changed names. Uh, But it's a ubiquitous name that also, by being ubiquitous, kind of takes away some of your ability to market, sell, and push. There aren't a lot of things Guardians. Like, outside of, yes, the big movie franchise of a a D-list comic book franchise. If you love it, you love it. But I think even people who love the comics would admit that was never a big comic uh so they get something that they own that is theirs they're not sharing guardians outside of again a movie franchise i don't think there's i can't think of a college i can't think of anything where i've ever heard with that name so for as much as people are like it's very generic it's not it has those strong cleveland ties it's not something you see with anyone else again i think the mascot that well not mascot i think the logo is not great uh, I really don't like the logo. Let me know what you think. Maybe you like the logo. Maybe you can tell me why a sandwich with wings with a baseball that is the meat uh, and the bread is two G's is a good mascot. I mean, they spent a lot of money. I know people uh, got into arguments like, you know, no one's going to spend tens of millions of dollars and then get scared off by uh, someone who owns a, a copyright or trademark. I mean, they spent a lot of money on this rebrand and that's the logo they got. I I, I don't understand it. Explain it to me. Someone explain to me. I, like I said, the Art Deco wings make sense, and the G for Guardians, and then the baseball. But it's like literally like, okay, we need we need a G for Guardians, we need a baseball, and we need something Art Deco. And that's what they came up with. And, yes, I've seen the things where if you flip it on its side, it's roughly the same shape as Chief Wahoo. I mean, that's very reachy, in my opinion. Like, that's just – I mean, a lot of things would be similar in shape. I've also seen both good and negative about the fact that it's still like an a, a, in you know D I A N S for the ending. Uh, I don't know if that was intentional or not. Honestly, I didn't even think about that when I first saw it. That was not something that uh, I even really paid attention to until others pointed it out. You know, for some, it's like it was not enough of a departure because they still had all these little ties that were similar. To which I reply, I mean, you're. And I saw that from both people who, like, wanted the name change and people who didn't want the name change. Like, I saw both sides, the complete opposite ends of the spectrum, uniting in their dislike of, hey, this is very similar. One being because they didn't want it similar at all, and the other being, like, why did we even bother to change? But it, it was a weird uniting in the middle, uh, you know, the, the snake eating itself, as it were. So my final thought is, yay, Guardians. Like I said, hopefully they do more with the logo. I am curious. The day before, I saw someone tweet online, like, so it's going to be Guardians, isn't it? And I never really bothered to track down and see what it was. I had other things I had to do, so I didn't spend the time digging. Uh, Then the next day, they announce it. 
And obviously they had the time to get that video together. And, you know, I saw other people getting mad about Tom Hanks and or that the fact looked like it was a Ford commercial. I'm like, it was a bunch of Cleveland landmarks. I'm sorry if it's not, you know, uh, and, and some of the Cleveland baseball players as well and some other things. And Tom Hanks, I feel like it's crazy I have to say this. Yeah, he got a start in the Cleveland Playhouse. And if you go back to like when he was on SNL in 2016, like at the end, he says, go tribe. He's always been someone who has shown he likes the Indians. It's not like they picked Tom Hanks because he's Tom Hanks. They picked him because he's a fan. Uh, he's a very famous fan uh, and he's, you know, a great actor. But they they picked someone who's a fan to do it and a well-known fan. So they did have that video. But part of me does wonder if they were afraid this was going to leak out. Like I said, I saw that tweet the day before. I don't know, again, what it was too, but the fact that they released the information on this and you can't buy the gear is, it's weird. Okay, this is a team that wants to make money, needs to make money, has significant monetary flow issues, an owner who has massive monetary flow issues, and you can't, I would have bought gear. Honestly, I would have. I'm that person, I would have bought Guardians gear, even though I don't love the, 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 uh, hot, the, not the hot dog, the uh, the baseball sandwich that is it, I would have still bought gear, but you can't. And that makes me think that there might have been a little bit of rush. So that's my thoughts are, let me know about, you know, how, how you feeling on the name. For those who loved it, great. For those who didn't love it, are you warming at all? Logo, am I insane? Is there something I'm missing or do you agree? It's, it's awful. Uh, C, do you think that this was a little bit of a rush last second? Because, again, it's odd timing. Like, why on this particular date? Why not, like, over the All-Star break? Or why not, you know, uh, at another point in time? Why now? And then final coda before I go to a late commercial break here. They featured Jose Ramirez pretty prominently in that video. I am still in the grouping. And, you know, I've had this. I don't think they can resign him. I think he wants to get max money. He'll say all the right things. But Jose Ramirez is going to leave because he's going to sign for wherever he can get the most money, as he should I don't think there's any chance of giving him an extension, but I also don't think you trade him right after you're trying to rebrand it. He's one of your faces. Now, extending a Fran Mil Reyes, yeah, it makes a lot of sense. Uh, one of the other big faces in that video, but I also think this probably would make the ownership go, we can't trade anyone who was in that video. You know, we want that video to keep playing. They release it a few weeks before the trade deadline. So I think, you know, again, two ends of that conspiracy theory is either one yeah they plan to always release it on that day because they're you know wanting to get it in before the deadline anyways would be is no one in that video can be someone they're going to trade now uh like i said we're gonna take a quick commercial break we'll come back talk shane beaver talk about a rough weekend talk about fans being uh, jerks whole kitten caboodle so we have many fantastic sponsors that keep this show on the air one of our constant ones is betonline.ag your online sports book and whenever it is time to talk about betonline.ag, right now, if you go there, side note, you get a $1,000 welcome bonus. Tokyo 2020, $1,000 welcome bonus. Join now. And so you get a $1,000 welcome bonus, plus use our promo code Locked On to get a 50% bonus on your first deposit. So you can get double bonuses if you join right now. So there has never been a better time. Let's go look at the baseball lines. Let's go look at what we always talk about during this part of the show. Uh, let's go look for some baseball lines. And as I talk in a strange voice, I'm also remembering the Indians don't play Monday, so there is no baseball line to go look at over at betonline.ag. But if you want to check out the Tuesday-Wednesday of this short game affair against the Cardinals, you can go to BetOnline. They'll have you covered. 
anything you can imagine, you'll find it over at Bet Online. Go check it out for yourself. Remember, the promo code is locked on to get your 5050% bonus. Go check out Bet Online today. So let's begin. There's the show, so you know we're back. Let's uh, let's talk some Shane Bieber. So he was moved to the 60-day DL because Cam Hill, who had a car accident which required off-season off-season surgery, hard uh, phrasing there for me to put together. Uh, is ready to come off the disabled list. So that now means that Shane Bieber will not be back before the 15th of August. Now, I warned at the time that I was like, I hate, and you heard it here on this very podcast, that when you get that kind of generic arm injury, we're going to have him just go check it out. It's just a strain. Uh, You know, he was supposed to be back around this time, and instead he's going to be back, he's going to be gone another month. Huge loss for this team. No way around it. Uh, you know, it's just, it's it's awful. But I, I get very nervous when it's that. And, and the other thing, you know, in general, I just talked about, it, like, it's thanks to too many years of following college baseball where it's like, yeah, he's got uh, a knee issue. And then, like, you find out he had Tommy John. <laughs> That's how bad college baseball can be. But the fact it was a very generic, like, he's got this issue, uh, a subscapularis strain, Strains always make me nervous that there's more in a strain going on, that he was just going to not throw for a few weeks and see if it got better. Well, it didn't get better. And now he's not there. You know, he's not there. i sorry, it's not even that late. I don't know why I'm being extra silly on the show today. A lot of random news. So, yeah, it's it's awful. Savali is supposedly close, but this basically means you're going to have Plesak, Savali, Quantrell, Tristan McKenzie with a nice start today. Maybe, you know, we had good, it's been good, bad, good, bad. So the next one, we'll see if he can break that streak. But if you're looking at maybe that's your four, uh, Eli Morgan five. I mean, Mejia had another rough start. So you'd probably like to see him uh, cycle it down a bit. So maybe that's your five until he, until you get Beaver back. But yeah, it's, this team is, it, you know, there's no point to discuss their wild card ranking. I mean, they're struggling to keep their heads above 500 right now. Uh, when you lose as much of the pitching as they've lost, I mean, what do you come to expect? It, it's the way it's going to be. It's just unfortunate. So, to you know, I mentioned I was going to talk about fans being jerks. Uh, just want to state for the record now: if you if you think it is okay to threaten people on social media, you're a jerk. Uh, I I get I get really annoyed when it's kids like when not when it's kids doing it, I mean like when grown adults like go out and insult children and I consider like high school kids children still I'm sorry because uh, I call them high school kids but because they switch schools or change their commitment when they're 16 or 17 like that that to me you're kind of scum of the earth I bring this up as Nick Wickren uh, tweeted out the death threats and people threatening to harm not just himself, but his family, saying they knew where he lived and that they were going to come get him after his loss. Um, Unnecessary on so many levels. And Cleveland fans, you were just this short group, small group, I should say. You're making us all look bad. You go back to Yu Chen Chang with the racist tweets after his error in that game. You go to Nick Wittgren showing multiple death threats because he had a bad inning. Yeah, Wittgren's not having his best year. Yeah, there's a good chance that he is designated for assignment at the end of the year rather than pay him and to open a roster spot. I can see all of that. But a death threat is never necessary. It is never necessary. And 
I don't know why I have to say that. I, like, it's it hurts my head that I don't think any of my listeners are the ones doing this, I'll be honest, but it hurts my brain that I even have to talk about it. Like, you know what? Threatening to kill someone and their wife and young child is wrong. Like, the fact that I that has to be stated to some people, and I know they're like, well, I didn't really mean it. You know, I, I, I was just mad. It's like, you're still a royally messed up individual if your go-to when you're mad is threatening to harm a child. Uh, over a baseball game outcome against a team that's one of the best in baseball and a team that's struggling. Yeah, it was a bad performance. They've had a lot of bad performances of late. I understand that can lead to frustration. Uh, but a, the the fact is it's the second time this year that idiot Indians fans have made us all look worse and just put it down. Like I wish there was some way to like track down these people and actually make some kind of consequence for actions, but... Oh, I mean, I just when if you didn't see that, you can go see Nick Wickran. He treat, tweeted it out, but it's just it's an embarrassment. I mean, there's no other way around it. As an Indians fan, it is a complete, total, and utter embarrassment to see such behavior. In the third part, we'll talk about the series against the Rays. It, it's a series that could have easily turned uh, a lot of ways. I know there's a tear down the whole thing mentality because the Indians are a game over 500 but they've had a lot of close losses of late they could be a lot higher and they're just beat to heck and there's no other way around it I mean the, losing Fran Mill Reyes their second best bat for as long as they did losing their entire pitching staff virtually for as long as they did it's almost a miracle they are where they are but speaking of teams that have made trades let's very quickly uh, I spent a little bit of time on Nelson Cruz on Friday and why that made sense then the Rays traded Rich Hill, which some people think was just to balance the money. I don't know, uh, but I can see a degree of logic there. And then today we had Adam Frazier got traded to the Padres. I saw a lot of people being like, wow, that's light, because they got one top 30 prospect. They got like a DH, um, you know, a, a bit of a lotto arm, but a kind of a safer one, and probably utility infielder, but a guy who was ranked in the top 10 amongst Padres prospects. That is also a system that has been picked over through trades. The big thing, again, is um, the third piece I don't know as well, I don't think. But the top two pieces are both Rule 5 eligibles. And again, uh, in the, the Padres, not the Padres, the Pirates also agreed to send $1.4 million to get a better return, to pay Frazier's salary. And people are like, why did he not get a better return? He's an all-star. And I couldn't find the tweets. I must have talked about it on the podcast that Adam Frazier... Uh, if you look at last year and you look at this year, he's the exact same player. And you're like, but the numbers. Last year, he had an ungodly low bat pip. He was incredibly unlucky. This year, it's ungodly high. He has been incredibly lucky. Teams know that. He's like a two-win player. Uh, he's a good player. Is he great? No. But he's is he you know replacement? No. He's a regular starter, mostly through his defensive ability at second. The Padres needed a left-handed bat. And they traded, again, two of the three pieces. Um, one is already on their 40-man, so now they don't have to. That And much like that trade with the Twins, both those teams traded a player so they didn't have to do any 40-man shuffling now. And both of them included a secondary piece that also needs to be added to the 40-man at the end of the year. So you're looking at that in terms of the valuation and what teams are looking at. Teams that are suffering from roster crunches are planning ahead. And we've seen that with the Rays and the Padres. Hopefully it will see it with the Indians. I'm um, still hoping to see something occur uh, with them in terms of consolidating, but we have not seen it yet. Uh, but, yeah, it's interesting to see the Padres just continuing to go out and add 
players. And again, if you listen to the podcast, you shouldn't be shocked that, you know, an all-star in Frazier went for a relative pittance. That's not the word I want. I can't pronounce it properly. But you get what I mean. It went for such a small amount because, again, teams are smart. They know the stuff. I mean, teams are much smarter than I am. That's, uh, you know, I'm laughing because that's, again, something I shouldn't have to state. But they know that he is the same guy he was. They know that the last two years you just saw the extreme ends of luck. And what he is is a league average guy with a year and a half control who can play multiple spots, excels best at second base, his, you know, glove over hit, uh, but should be close to, you know, like a slightly below league average bat, uh, above league average glove at at second. So there's value there. But uh, he, he was acquired for what felt fair but I know to many felt light. When we come back, third segment, we're going to talk about the four games, maybe not in depth. We'll spend some time on them. And then tomorrow's show, we will talk some Cardinals previews since we do have the off day. By now, you know how much I love Bilt Bar. I have multiple boxes of that product up there. Yes, they're a paid sponsor, but I also support them with my own money because I love the product. It is delicious. It's the best tasting bar that I have ever had. On top of that, it's good for you. It gets an A in my little rating app for health. What's currently going on over at BuiltBar.com? Well, let me tell you. They're a sponsor of the U.S. track and field uh, team over at the Olympics. And you can get a special box right now with them that is branded with that. That is USATF, official, delicious sponsor. Go for the gold. Cheer on the team with a mixed box of Built Bars. So you can go check that out. Uh, Free Built Bar travel cooler with every bar purchase. Just everything's going well. Go check out BuiltBar.com today. Use the promo code LOCKED15. That is LOCKED15. You're just going to love it. It is the best bar I've had. Try it for yourself. BuiltBar.com. Promo code LOCKED15. Okay, so the Rays are really good. And they went out and added the best bat that one could probably acquire at this trade deadline. So the Indians lost three out of four. Yes, they could have easily won more games in this series. It is unfortunate it went that way. The bullpen that had carried this team for so long is struggling. Let's be honest, the bullpen is imploding kind of time and time again right now. It feels like, what, three or four games in the last week uh, due to uh, the bullpen struggles went the other way when they could have easily been Cleveland wins. You already talked about Thursday's game. We don't need to get into that one anymore. Talked about that one on um, for the Friday show. 10-5 to 5 loss. This is the one where, you know, Whitgren ended up just imploding late, and then led to what we talked about in the second segment of fans being jerks. Uh, it was a game that you look at it, and you have to laugh. Like, Plesak, again, not his strongest performance. Six and two-thirds, eight hits, four and runs, two walks, three strikeouts. He's just not missing bats this year. Uh, Sandlin, who has had a few struggles, actually came in, had a nice performance. And then Winkren, one-third of an inning, three hits, five earned runs, one walk, one home run. Like getting five earned runs on three hits and a walk is kind of impressive. That's four base runners. Like things have to. He also had the hit batter, but you know, in a negative way. I mean, it just it was not there for him. And he had been pitching better of late. Uh, this has been a year for him to forget. Let's be honest here. But before that, what two, three really strong years for the Indians. Uh, you know, it's in Matt Whistler blew the save, picks up the win. Uh, he would also blow the save when the Indians would win on um, on Sunday. But Jose Ramirez, 20th home run. Daniel Johnson had his second home run. He had a solo shot. I believe that was the one in the ninth to make it 10-5 uh, to five instead of 10-4. to four. But even if uh, so you, you enter that inning 
tie game. They give up six and they lose. Uh, I guess my bigger question is, before you get really mad at Nick Wickgren, is like, do you have any confidence in extra innings that they were going to hold up? Because I don't. But that's, again, that's another close affair. That's one that bullpen doesn't blow up. That's two games in a row where the bullpen blows up and the Indians lose. Move on to the Saturday game, and my box score doesn't want to load, but I believe, you know, this is the A2 loss. This is the one I want to say is Mejia just... Uh, five earned runs in six innings, six Ks, two walks, seven hits. Your starter's given up five. It makes it harder on the whole team. The Indians' offense was a mess. Its defense wasn't there. As much as you might want to blame Mejia, it's like who showed up in this one? Like, I, you know, yeah, Bob Bradley had a home run. He also had an error. Uh, Trevor Steffen, who had been pitching so well, uh, has a terrible outing. Like, everyone kind of has a terrible outing in this one. But again, another loss. This is the only game that was not a close matchup and then credit where it's due I mean they came back on Sunday and I I was in and out of this game the Indians end an 11 game losing streak to the Rays who've just owned them uh I'm doing if you watch my lockdown now from Friday I am doing bathroom reno and helping with uh more helping than anything else I I can't say I'm doing it my job is to mostly move heavy things but uh, with the Indians game, I would listen to a little bit here, a little bit there, uh, pick up some bricks, pick up some tiles, things like that. But uh, Cesar Hernandez with his 17th home run. Go back to segment two when I'm talking about Adam Frazier. If you believe the Whit Merrifield to the Seattle talk, Cesar Hernandez is starting to get to be the only second baseman left on the market. Uh, the Indians waiting maybe plays into an advantage here because he does have that reasonable cost control. Uh, question becomes, would you trade him to the White Sox? They're the team that has that crying need with their injury. If you don't think you're going anywhere, I mean, the Indians traded Johnny Peralta to the Tigers. They've done interdivision trades, uh, specifically late in years where they don't think there's going to be, uh, they're not, they, where they know like, okay, we're not winning. Uh, now the White Sox don't have the best minor league system but that might make them more tempted to trade something better. Like, there's limited choices. Uh, So, you know, just something to keep in mind. Uh, In this one, like I mentioned, Cesar has the the home run. Uh, Harold Ramirez, Bobby Bradley, I mean, they were lucky to get those uh, two across. Uh, They should have probably had more there, just didn't come together. But nice to see Karen Chalk go to Class A, and those two kind of being... you had the bullpen at the start of the year that was, you know, Shaw, Karen Chalk, Class A, each one looking solid, doing what needed to be done, Seven, eight, nine, Indians win. That's how it was at the start of the year. That hasn't been how it's been of late. Tristan McKenzie, like I said, we had good Tristan in this one, strong performance, only one walk for him. Hopefully we'll continue to see that. I mean, talent-wise, he should be one of the five starters for them right now. It just hasn't always been there in terms of uh, his performance this year. But they they lose three out of four, and the Rays have owned them, and it's extra frustrating because the Rays have so many former Indians uh, playing in this series. Hopefully, for the Indians, things will get a little bit better. Like I said, the schedule is absolutely brutal. It's going to continue to stay brutal in July. We're also, what, a week to the deadline? I'm recording this on the 25th, under a week. I still think they have to do something. Maybe I'm crazy. Maybe I'm totally wrong in this. But I still think they need to do some consolidation. They need to consolidate some prospects. They need to 
add pieces, not necessarily because they have a chance at the postseason this year. I, I don't see that chance really arising with where they are now, uh, just in terms of everyone else. But if they don't get it together, you know, moves are going to have to be made. Uh, players will conceivably be lost. We saw the Pirates load up on Rule 5 prospects last year. We saw the Orioles not be afraid to do the same. And, you know, as I said, you go and you look at the Nelson Cruz trade, every piece that they traded away in that trade, Rule 5 eligible. You go look at the Adam Frazier trade, three players, all three Rule 5 eligible. This matters to teams. There's a reason why teams are focused on this. There's a reason why the Indians should be focused on this. And hopefully we will see something happen this week involving our tribe getting better. More for 2022 than 2021, but still getting better in the short term. I've been Jeff Ellis. You can follow me on Twitter at JeffMLBDraft. Thank you for listening for the next year, maybe two. Actually, I should change that. Probably just for the next year. Go Tribe.